Welcome everybody to episode 16 of Voice of the International Community Experience. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Episode 16, my man. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. uh, Oh, you're in an undisclosed location today, aren't you? I am undercover bunk. (laughs) But we're still doing the thing. Hey, we're still doing the damn thing. It's it's Corona. It's serious, man. Hey, I tell you what, man. It's it's trying to split up the team. This mofo is trying to bust our groove. (laughs) Can't happen, man. Can't happen. Nope. Not on my watch. Nah, man. We own it like white on rice. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Get it. Yeah, man. So today, man, what are we chatting? We're chatting um, fear of failure. Yeah, and what that does to, 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 to well to us as a people, but also us as a community, and uh, mm-hmm. you know what that translates to into the wider community, and uh, what that translates to to probably the people around you, people closest yeah, yeah. to you. This is one that is really close to me. The whole fear factor, fear yeah. factor. <laughs> Do you remember that show back in the day? Oh, I think yeah. it was Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan used to do it. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, man. Sure Joe Rogan used to host. You know, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting because you, if you look at his story, it's for a lot of people who've just heard about him now, they heard from, you know, maybe they watched his podcast and then they heard about his $100 million Spotify deal. But they yeah, don't know yeah. he's done quite a lot of stuff, man. Huh? Oh man, that guy has dabbled in so many things. Mm, he's tried everything, man. You know who's doing it now? The Fear Factor. Who? Luda. Ludacris. My boy, Ludacris. Man, that's pretty serious, yeah. man. That is pretty serious. I didn't, you know. Well, well, these guys have to all go into television, man. You know, like hey, Steve Harvey's got seven point. jobs or something, man, on TV, just doing all different kind of TV shows. That guy's like you, man. He's a he's, he's a he's a hard freaking worker. Man, you know, I'll try anything. I knew you try anything once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that, not that kind. <laughs> Just business, man. Just business. I, oh, I feel okay. like I feel like uh, you know. I, I was listening to something, and this is probably pertinent to what we're talking about today because I I was listening, and and it, it was all about. The perspective of if you start from a perspective of you're going to die one day, mm. then what are you saving yourself for? For death. Why not just do everything, right? Why not just try everything yeah. that you want to try? Because you know you have an expiration date. You know it doesn't. You don't even know when that is. So that's why for me, like a, a fear, like fearing to fail. I don't look at it as failure. I look at it as, you know, a lesson learned. Like, I I know this is how something won't work. So I've just got to try it mm. a different way, and it might work that way. But in order to find yeah. out, I have to try. you got to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't have yeah. a fear of failure. I have a fear of not trying. Yeah. Because first you don't succeed. Yeah, man. But that's not that's not Try how again. I was before though. I used to have a fear of failure. And this is this it crippled me all the way, man, because even, you know, like when I was young, I used to go to um high school dances with my brother and cousin. And um dude, these guys would be on the dance floor dancing with girls and doing all that stuff. I couldn't get myself to ask a girl to dance, bro. Really? I couldn't. I just used to feel yeah. like Cause I had that fear, like it was crippling, man. I had that because I, I, it was almost like I wanted, I wanted it too much. Yeah. And uh, I felt like if she says no, it'd be the end. Like people would look at me and people would laugh and people would do all that, man. Mm. And uh, it was a laughing stock. Yeah. I, but you know, so it stopped me from doing it, and then it would really affect me if some other guy went and danced with the girl I wanted to dance with. yeah and i would look at my brother and my cousin and i'd wonder just how did these guys do it because they were you know they were dancing with everyone all the time 
So I was like, man, how do you get to that level? And then my dad Mm. was next level, man. He used to talk to anybody. Yeah. So I used to feel like, Jesus Christ, you know. And, uh, you know, but that that all has, it, it comes with, I think, from the inside feeling like um, you're not worthy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like, yeah, that, that is exactly it. There is, there's got to be at some level a sense of worthiness, a sense of strong sense of identity where you can go, you know what? Even if I ask this chick to dance and she says no, that doesn't define who I am. I'm still a good lad. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. how that you know. That's that's. But at that moment in time, you couldn't convince mm. me that would be the thing. Right. You know so what shifted? I think what ha- what actually happened was my first girlfriend asked me out. Uh oh. I couldn't. I couldn't get myself to ask her, right? So, and this was the thing. So, and it, dude, she gave me every signal on on the planet yeah. that she would say yeah. yes. And um, yeah. yeah, I just never. Yeah. Oh man, I remember some horrific situations that I was in as as, and this was probably like year year four, year five, when all of this started, like right. for, for me. I know we're, we're, we're just <laughs> centering on the fear of failure with girls yeah. and, and yeah. dating, but that was like, I wasn't doing anything else at that point that was worth. Yeah. Well, you weren't running a business. No, I wasn't running a business. <laughs> I, I was playing golf, but even with that, it was kind of, it translated, it translated a little bit into that as well, you know, mm. but you know, with, with, the, with the girl situation, this is when I was like, you know, you can have a real, real girlfriend, not like a year four, or a year five girlfriend. But yeah. this was after, you know, like high school now. And so the one real, real girlfriend I had, ooh, I remember she gave me every signal, man. She was looking at me. She was giving me every <laughs> signal for you to come and talk Wait, to me. Everything. Come and talk to me. Wait, come and talk to uh, mate, I couldn't move. <laughs> Come and talk to me. I, I couldn't move, man. I was, I was just looking and thinking, what the hell am I going to say here? Yeah. It was, I, it was I really... Feel like, yeah? I feel like maybe what happens is you reach a point where the... I don't want to say fear, but you get to a stage where you've got to balance missing out on an opportunity versus living with the fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that when when you're kind of gravitating more towards, I cannot afford to miss out on that opportunity, and that becomes bigger than the fear. That's yeah. the only way you kind of pass it. I I just got sick of the regret. That's exactly it. Mo, what is it? Yolo. Yeah, you only live once, man. I I really, really, really just got sick of the regret. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't handle it. I was it was way too yeah. much because I was like, man, you know, I'd go home and think I should have spoken to her or I should have done that or I should have done that. Mm. And for yeah. and you know, I can I can move from, you know, girls to to sport even because I, you know, I played golf as a kid and even now I feel like, you know, and I, I have a coach now and he'll tell me, mm. "Oh, you're really talented and you're all that." I'm only starting to believe that now, right? When mm. I was a kid, I had this thing mm. because it was the same fear of failure. And I felt like if I don't practice, I have an excuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yep. So therefore for you what? don't practice. Yeah, for why, I, for why I'm not as good as I should be. Therefore, I don't practice. Yeah. yeah. Because I didn't yeah. want to practice... And then for that to confirm my own thoughts, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If I practiced and then I didn't win, I would confirm my own thoughts that I'm, that I wasn't good enough. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's crazy. I wonder whether maybe that partly plays into some of my procrastination. It might do. 
I think it play. That's that's. I think it's really important that we talk about this because I th- I feel like it's a, it's it might be a reason why a lot of people don't do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it kind of leads into um, kind of another pandemic that we have at the moment, which is this anxiety, 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 yeah. anxiety at a at a global level. You know, not just specific communities, but anxiety is just freaking, freaking massive. It's gone next level now, isn't it? It's next level. And I feel like that it's a combination or or no, the logical conclusion of unaddressed fear. Yeah. Where the the fear lodges itself in your brain to the point where you now start to fear things that don't even exist. That's true. Things you start to fear things before they even occur. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before they even get to the level where you're like, oh, <laughs> you you imagine the you know the worst, worst case scenario. Yeah, and then that's that's what you roll with, and that's mm. uh you know, but what you're doing in that is you're manifesting that bad energy. That bad energy is manifesting into real life. Because you yeah, know, see, I've I've heard this right. Yeah, um, it's it's always been a really tough one for me to um, uh, how do I put it? It's really hard for me to understand whether things are manifestations of our own projections and our own energetic uh, disposition, or just coincidence, or something else. I feel like it's a manifestation because I feel like, you know, actions have consequences. Right? So you think something and you feel something and then you act a certain way and people respond to that. Because I feel like all my greatest fears have come true. Yeah, but you've made them come true by the way you've uh-huh. acted. Uh-huh. Right? So... So let's just say, right, if you, if you have anxiety and you walk into a group of people that are talking or that are interacting and you enter yeah. into that with that energy of, I don't know if they'll like me, I, I'm not even sure what I'm going to say and all of this stuff, they will look at you, that energy that you're bringing in and the way you approach and talk to them will be weird for them. And then in the end, they'll avoid you. Well, let me give you another scenario. Right? Yeah. Um, one of my greatest fears, I guess, growing up was always that I would end up um, having a child out, out of wedlock. Yep. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you did huh? that's exactly what happened yeah um, so how did that how is that a manifestation of my biggest fear well you manifested it right first thoughts become things right you can visualize something and then something happens. Yeah, no, but it's true. I I, I believe in this 100%, right? Thoughts I have, also been, um, I have also been visualizing me being really rich, but that hasn't materialized. Yeah, the visualization is also, it's it starts with visualization, then there's the action that needs to happen. You just can't visualize and sit at home. You have to do the things <laughs> <laughs> That uh, that's where I'm going right. That, 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 just, yeah. just sit at home all day visualizing. You have to do the actions, right? So it's almost like when you're when you're playing golf, you have to visualize yourself on the leaderboard at the top. But also, you mm. have to have been practicing all week. So when you're in the situations that you're you're in, you can execute. Yeah. The visualization keeps the energy flowing and you're just doing the right thing after the right thing. There's no negative energy in there. It just keeps you mm. it keeps you uh, you know, in line. Yeah. 
So that's your foundation that you build up on. The, the, the practice or the action is the foundation you build on. And then what you come back to when things go wrong. If there's no action and no, no practice, then there is no foundation to, to land on or to build from. Mm-hmm. So you have to do that stuff. So for you, I feel like, well, you know, first of all, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> whether, there, <laughs> whether there was a, it's you not know, science, a concept, well, yeah, but was there, was the pill there? Were you, were you, were you protected? I mean, there's all oh, kinds of stuff you could have done oh, yeah. to, not to not, to avoid. <laughs> to avoid the situation that you were afraid of. But you yeah, know, I, I think a lot of the time, um, as guys, we find ourselves in situations where you make a choice, and that's basically the final choice you have. Yeah. So, so you can either choose to trust. If someone says, for example, "I'm on the pill," mm-hmm. that whether you decide to believe that or not is can be your last and only choice. After that, the choice is out of your hands. Yeah, unless the fear for you is big enough that you say, yeah, that's cool, but I'm still going to be protected. Yeah, you, you, you right? think so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I think that, you know, if, they, if, if that's a real fear that you've got, you'd be like, yo, this is like yeah, I yeah. got I Good got I, yeah uh, that's awesome that's great saying, let's yeah. let's just put an extra layer of security on this one <laughs> and then let's just, let's just keep it moving because you know I feel like it's you know you have to be that way right because like these days there are obviously. STDs and then you've got HIV and all the rest of the stuff. So depending on where you are in the world, it's, mm. it's no, it, it, it really Australia, is. Man. Yeah, <laughs> you can say that, but you know, <laughs> it is it it is really a situation of trust but verify. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like oh, oh yeah, worry about that's great. But <laughs> let, let me see you drink that pill right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like we should take these things at the same time. But, you know, you have to really look after... Well, you've got to look after yourself. Now, things like, like children, obviously, they're lifelong commitments. So it's... Yeah, I reckon. It's, All right. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not... It's something that you have to really be, you know, trust on that they're doing the right thing or that they don't want to have a child as well or whatever. But, but you're on yeah. the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's, here's the other thing, right? Because mm. I feel like at some level, um, rather than running away from my fears, I tend to confront them a lot, especially in my older age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's I, that about? I guess there's nothing to fear but fear itself, you know, in the end. Because I, I realize for me that fear only stops me from getting the things I want. That's its only job. Yeah, whereas I go, okay, I'm afraid of that. Let's let's just test the waters and see um, how justified my fear is. Uh, I think there's a maybe, yeah. That it's a little bit of a rebellious spirit, <laughs> spirit is, that it? you've got. You're just like, ah, oh, yeah. Sort of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little I bit rebellious, I reckon. But you know, I feel like I I, I only attack. Let, let's just say, if somebody threatens me, then we have to do it. <laughs> I, that's how I feel. Like, if you if you say, oh, if you do this, I'm going to do that. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do it then. Because I, oh, okay. like, I, gotcha. I, I feel like I made myself bullyproof that way. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody can push me around. It doesn't matter how big, small, whatever you are, or whoever you feel like you are. But I mean, not just in terms of interpersonal relationships, but even something like COVID, for example, right? Yeah. So this thing comes out and then the government goes, here's all the things you need to do to protect yourself. I go, fuck off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. I don't do that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No, no, no. That rebellious 
thing where it's like, um, if you want to stay safe, here's all the things you need to do. And I go, uh, okay, let's let's just test that and see how we go with it. Nah, I I don't feel like like a little kid, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't feel like that that <laughs> that does anything for me. You know? Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like on a on a personal level that's going to make me a better person or it's gonna you know it's 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 going to give me growth. Oh, so so, you're, you're all about the growth. I'm, yeah. I find a huge sense of satisfaction by being able to confront the fears and realize that there weren't valid fears in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, not with stuff that I have no control over. You know, I'll never be able to verify whether COVID is real or not, but I'll just listen and I'll, <laughs> I'll abide and I'll just do what I have to do to stay safe. That's it, right? Right, right. I believe them. It's there. Let's do it. What we need to do is stay home. Okay. Hand sanitize. What's the worst that can happen? Do you know what I mean? If we were in a country that didn't have social security. You could isolate and then still get it. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) That's the worst. That would be funny. Now, but, you know, at least there was a level of protection that I was trying to give myself. It wasn't like I was walking straight into it. Yeah, I'm not walking into like the lion's Brown. den for anyone, man. Yeah, see, so. that's my problem. I like to walk in the lion's den. Yeah, yeah come on, lions, have a crack. Let's see how you go. But you see, the difference between you and me is that you weren't rebellious as a kid. No, I'm doing it now. Yeah, you're doing it now. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was terrible as a kid. Like, <laughs> you had your fair <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was naughty, man. There's nothing I could do. It was just, you know, I was I was brought up that way. But it it was funny because I was naughty, but when I I was naughty at home, um, but I was also with my friends. I was the best of a bad bunch. Like I had naughty friends, but I didn't do most of the stuff that they did. Like what? Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't drink. Uh, okay, I didn't yeah. smoke. Yeah. But. You know, and at some point I became, you know, I went the opposite scale from being shy to being not shy anymore. Extroverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just, it made, uh, I made (laughs) a 360 degree switch. Or is it 180? 180, mate. 180. 300 would be back where I started from, would it? Full circle. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I hit full circle. It's 180. I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad you caught yourself out in that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I was like, <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? But, so let me ask you something. With um, the international students that you interact with, what kind of fears do you, do you kind of come across? Well, the biggest one is they have a fear of not getting PR. Mm. One. Um, yeah. Because like a lot of what they do kind of hinges on the fact, depending on where they come from, they find this place yeah. so good that so different so from where they've come from, they're like, oh, I, I need to stay. And then yeah. that starts to govern exactly what they try to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What they're studying, is it on the list? Is it on the migration list or not? And mm. if it's it's on one month and then the government changes stuff, it's not on Take anymore, then they, they change courses and they're bouncing around for a couple of years, you know. And that that's one. Two, they have an inferior, inferiority complex. So they feel like their English is not good enough or something is just not good enough for them to interact with the locals or to get into society. But it also it, it, it also comes from, you know, if you come here and you're you're from, let's say, South America or from, from Africa, right? And mm-hmm. you get a cleaning job. Your yeah. idea of what a cleaning job is it, and how it's viewed in society is how it's viewed back home. Yeah. Right? So you walk around with that, whether it's shame or not great feeling, that you're doing cleaning. Mm-hmm. But there are Australians that do cleaning. I've been doing cleaning for 20 years. 
And they own a house and they own a Yeah, car. they own all this stuff and they're just, they're fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not yeah. a bad job. It's, bad, it's a bad job in relation to where you've come from. Mm. So you wouldn't want to be a cleaner in Zambia, like you're saying. No, no, no. Right. You, you wouldn't want to be a cleaner in Zambia. So mm. it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, I wouldn't want to be a cleaner in Zambia. There, there are cleaners in Zambia, but it's, it's like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be signing up for that job. That's not the job I'd be signing up for. You know, well. you know even a bank job in Zambia sometimes, is, people laugh. You know, not laugh, but they look at you like, oh, man, okay. Because it's just an entry level position, right? So you're you're making you know three thousand kwacha or five thousand kwacha a month or something as a teller. I have no idea what that translates to. Not much. At the moment, it would be maybe four hundred bucks a month. Yeah, or less. Oh wow! The exchange rate is about twenty kwacha. So, are you? Are you afraid of anything? What are your fears? At the moment, mm. um, because I'm playing golf now and I've set myself some high targets, mm. um, I have a fear. I almost have an anxiety around succeeding. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a fear of success now. Because why? Because once you achieve those goals, then what? I'm just so anxious to achieve them. Uh huh. That it gives me anxiety every time I'm about to. Like I get too excited. Mm-hmm. And then I mess it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, even I don't understand what's going on. Self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it is because I get too excited and I'm thinking about all these grandiose things and I'm like, yeah, I've finally done it or I'm close, I'm there. And then, you know, I lose concentration and things can go wrong very quickly. So I'm trying to work on mental strength at the moment and just staying in the moment and not getting ahead of myself or getting down on myself or doing whatever. It's just got to stay in the moment and complete and then move on to the next thing. Mm. So that's pretty much the only thing that I'm afraid of at the moment. I'm not, there's not too much else. Uh, I think I've spent a lot of time just trying to figure out. I had a lot of fears as a kid and now, you know, I don't, those things don't, don't scare me anymore. Mm. I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like I don't, you know, I, I'm, I try to be nice, but I don't really care if people like me or not. <laughs> so no fear around that. Nah. Um, no. <clears throat> yeah. How about I you? For me, for me, I think my my biggest fear is probably uh, losing one of my family members. All right. I I didn't go that far. <laughs> Thought I thought you just meant like personal. I never think about losing my family members. That's that's weird. But yeah, yeah. So I guess that's that's one thing for me. From like COVID, anything, mm. anything. I I like I freak out when I get calls from a unknown number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, is this the day that I get the call that you know one of my family members is passed away? And how will I manage that? Like I just, yeah, it's yeah, actually that's... it's actually quite tough because look for me, mm. I've lost I lost my my dad when I was seventeen, and then I lost my mum a few years ago. Mm. So those are the big sort of you know I, I feel like losing a sibling or something would be tough as well, but you yeah. know the people that I that love me unconditionally. The only two people that love me would love me unconditionally have gone. Mm. So it gives you a different perspective on life. Yeah. You know, and I having to deal with that stuff as a teenager, like my dad passing 
and mm. and then having to then deal with my mum passing. You know, my dad passing didn't make it easier for my mum to pass, but it was like I knew what to do after my mum yeah. died because I yeah. saw what the consequences of not doing. Like I didn't, you know, when my dad died, there was a a lot of um, you know, don't don't cry. You're a man. Mm. You got to be strong for the women. You got to do all that. So really, where was that coming from? Oh, from my uncles. Oh wow. So yeah, you're the men now. You got to be tough. You got to be strong for the women, and you got to do all that. Okay, great. So there was a lot of like bottled up, bent up sort of emotion in there. I didn't know anything about it, but it was probably. In those moments, that's when I was reacting badly to the situation. I'd fight a lot and I'd do stuff. You know? mm-hmm. So, so has that come out at some point? Oh, I did. You know, when my mum when my mum passed, I, you know, I didn't mm. want to not cry. I cried like, you know, yeah, like a baby. Yeah, yeah. literally, I just let it all out. You know, mm. and there was a lot of things I didn't say to my dad that I wish I'd said. So, I I took that time. Like there was a moment when I called my mum and I said to my mum, yeah. <laughs> you know, I apologize for all the stuff that I did growing up, you know, when I was naughty in for, my days. being a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> and I told her even the stuff that she didn't know I did, you know. Yeah. I was and like, by the way, mum, yeah. more. Yes, yeah, that's quite a bit more. <laughs> a little bit more. Oh, man. So yeah, so she was like, "Man, if only I'd known." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think you wanted to, you wanted to have known at that time." Yeah, because nah. you know, you probably would have beat me to death. But boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be in prison by now. But you know, it's just it's just yeah. So that that really that really helped me in terms yeah. of you know just dealing with life now. And unfortunately, what that's done is that, you know, having lost, um, and that's that's probably where, like, I'm learning now to be empathetic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I always figured, like, I, my default was to look at whatever's happening to people from a perspective of, you know, <laughs> yeah, you think that's a problem? Right. That 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 ain't nothing, you know. I've had to deal with losing parents and stuff, so it mm. was very hard for me to to be empathetic yeah. with people that are that yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, the Wi Fi is down. That you perceive as yeah. not really going through anything it real. Doesn't feel like it's a big problem to me. So I didn't I didn't yeah. know what level of empathy to give. Mm. You know, and and the not giving empathy or being empathetic, obviously. You know, people look at it a certain way. <laughs> you know, like you you could be looked at like you're a sadistic or you're just not. You don't care. <clears throat> Narcissistic. Narcissistic, yes. Mm. Yeah. So, and that's the. It's um yeah it's it's pretty um, it's a pretty interesting way, but I think that's a you know I, I'm saying a lot about myself and what I've been through. Mm. Um, Which is good. Yeah, 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 but it, uh, hopefully it gives somebody insight on on yeah. you know just us, but also you know they can relate to it from mm. from a lot of things. So it's very difficult now because you know our parents, the, you know, if you look at Africa, a lot of you know dads and mums die in their fifties and sixties, but people he, he, people in this country die, you know, in their eighties and nineties. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. We've had to deal with a lot of the stuff that they haven't dealt with. So by the time we get here and then we're interacting, it's very hard for us to to be empathetic for the things that they feel. Do you know what I mean? Like they feel like it's a first world problem and third world problem type scenario, you know. So apparently we can't say third world anymore. It's developing nation. I'll call it a third world, man. God damn it. Let these guys come and find me. <laughs> come and find me. It's third world, bro. Things aren't going well over there, man. There, there isn't much development, man. So, 
interesting. Uh, I like it. Nah, I like it. There's a lot of development. Things are things things are better than we make it seem. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah. So I I feel like for for a lot of people, even when they come here, it makes it kind of a complicated situation for them to to move forward. It can be crippling this fear of failure. It it certainly yeah, crippled so, me. It's crippling me at the at the moment. You know what I mean? Because I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm better than I I could I could pretty much I feel like I can win every time I play. Mm. But I talk myself out of it somehow. Mm. So probably you as a counselor, maybe you can help me now. No? Sure. It's your time to shine, Gomi. Sure. What do I do, bro? Okay. Hang on a sec. Okay. <laughs> I need to get into my uh, my my DQ mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit me with it. I've bared my soul <laughs> and I need help. Yeah, let's do this. But tell, tell me what it would look like for you if the fear wasn't there. Oh, yeah. Basically what it would be like would be total bliss because it is actually something I always wanted to do but I never did and I envied other people you know probably the only thing I envied other people doing or that and my brother's Mm -hmm. dancing with girls back back in the Mm -hmm. day but but back then um, I had the talent to win without well every so often without practice which made people you know, talk about my my promise or my potential, mm-hmm. and that that was enough for me at the mo- at that moment because I didn't have the guts enough to practice and then figure out whether I'd I'd, I'd be good or not. So the fact that they thought I could be good was what mm-hmm. I held on to. Right. So it's almost like people pointing out your potential is a curse. No, that that for me was like the gift. Gift, but it's also a curse because if you can achieve and you don't, what does that say? Yeah, but my, my crippled mind took that potential as the the gift and that people respected me because of that and then that was enough. I didn't want to okay. I didn't want to, to, to try and then fail. Because then they wouldn't right. respect me anymore. Gotcha. So that's so what I held on to. Right. Yes. But now... So people think the potential was enough for you. Yeah, that was enough. enough. Yeah, it was that. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what I held on to. Because uh-huh. of my, my fears, I was like, yeah, people think I can be great. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually going to... <laughs> I'm not going to try and fail and then they'll t- take that away from me. Right? Right. So, and what's the story that you're telling yourself um, internally about your own capacity, your own capability? Um, because I actually play the sport, when I do it very well, I know that I can do it. And I actually right. know exactly what stops me from getting to that level. It's, and what is that? It's that, that little thing that, that says, but what if you don't? Uh-huh. And what's the answer to that? What if you don't? Um, the what if I don't, I know, like deep down I know that I'm talking myself out of it. I can, actually, I can achieve this because it's not, it's not outside of my skill level. Mm-hmm. I can achieve this if I work hard. So I'm working hard to try and... and, and And practice so that all that happens is that I can go to to my default and just and just be and let it all happen, right? I don't. I can do it unconsciously, but mm. I want it to. Like I want this to materialize. So I'm, and I've realized that I can, I have to break myself down to the bare minimum. I mean to 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 rebuild my brain on this particular thing to be the mm. toughest it's ever been. 
but I have to accept that, you know, my mindset for this is mm. is weak. Yeah. So what would success look like? Once once you've achieved it, what, what would that look like? Paint me a picture of So that, what know? it is is that obviously I want to play in the Zambia Open and win it, right? Mm-hmm. Now and then what, I'm a little what bit older, huh? No, but that's just for myself, right? Because it's it's a goal I've set myself and I I want to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to say I've done it and mm. and then I'll set myself another goal. Cuz I want to do like the reason I want to do that is because I've just decided after like what we spoke about like I'm going to die one day. <laughs> right? Mm. So why not do the, all the things I wanted to do? Why not achieve yeah. them? right or why not try mm. to achieve them and that's the mm. and that's the thing so i just want to do them i want to live life i want to be happy and, and achieving the things and doing the things that i want to do that's what it is so it's all it's all based on happiness it's not about money it's not mm. about all this stuff it's just like on a personal level i just want to be happy that i i did this then i can move mm. on to the next thing and it's all you know just for myself saying that was a fear you had you've overcome mm. so you want to go back to zambia play in the zambian open and win it yeah and that that would be achieving this goal for you that would that would be what that would look like yeah yeah okay because i you know i mean that that for me would be okay that's it now i'm not saying i'm going to do it next year or the year after but you know it could be three, four years from now, but I want to win it. Yeah, and you've you've put things in place already to towards that goal. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm willing to work f- to get it. I'm not just hoping it happens. I'm willing to mm. do everything I need to do. Right. You're getting off the couch, and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wake up every morning. Yeah. <laughs> when the sun's coming up, I'm at the. You know, I used to. I used to be afraid to go and practice. Because mm. then I might confirm that I'm not, you know, I still have that, that, that was the next thing that I had was, you know, people tell me I got a good voice, but I won't sing. Mm. Right. Like I, I won't practice the singing and I won't record. I won't do stuff because I also feel like, oh, I might not be good enough. So mm. that'll be my next thing. Yeah. yeah. My daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter's on point with it. You know, my daughter won. Uh, competition a singing competition she's, she's going to sing in Adelaide she also for the the production she's I mean the, the group that she practices with she also won the lead for, for Aladdin I think she's Jasmine in Aladdin so she can sing oh, nice. yeah yeah nice. she's and, she, and you're, you're basically saying she gets that from you no <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know until I do it too, right? Yeah, so that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. People have told me I can sing, and I and I, right. and I kind of believe I've never them. Heard you sing. Yeah, and I, I kind of believe them. But you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we sing for fun every so often when we're doing this. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of believe them, but I haven't uh-huh. pursued it. Right? I can write right. songs very easily. Right. Yeah. So it's just. That'll be my next thing. So once I once I get over this golf thing, I'm gonna go into like I'm gonna pursue singing. Mm. So, get, so it doesn't get, sound you don't you don't sound like you're crippled by fear. Only when I'm doing it. Like I've got all the equipment now to <laughs> to record, right? Mm. But you know, and on the weekend during this this little COVID break. Um, yeah. you know, I, I set my, my daughter and I challenges, right? So I'm like, yo, okay, let's record a verse and let's see who's, who can sing better. And we sit mm. here on the, on the, on the thing right now. I'll do it. But while I'm doing it, it's not, it's not like I'm doing it free. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm doing it with a little bit of fear, which is not letting me fully express myself. Mm. Right. So and she yeah. can get on there and just let rip, so she she yeah. beats me every time, but um, right. and that's good because I you know f- for a large part of it it's it's practice I do it for practice for her you know yeah so she gets yeah, comfortable with microphones and all of this stuff and and it, 
and just singing in general, you know. So I sing with her a lot, but mm. yeah, and she laughs at me for for sucking. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, she, I, it's all yeah, as as she should. But you know, I I do it for her, right? So mm. it gives her more confidence every time she beats me. So that's good. But mm. um, and she's doing very well. So, but from my side, you know, it's. So I just got to get get to that level where I'm like, okay, I'm f once I'm mm. doing something, um, mm. because for me, like now, the where I play and what I do in terms of golf, it's only gear one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I've, I've got to shift a few gears after, so I'm tr I'm trying to get out of the first gear. Mm. So yeah, but you're but you're in the car. Yeah, I'm in the yeah, car, which the, is the, the most the important thing. And um, I've recognized, you know, that there's a problem with the clutch plate, and that's why we can't <laughs> move shift to gear two. So I'm trying to get a new clutch plate, which is my mindset, to just stay yeah. calm during those moments, yeah. and that's what I need. Yeah, I need to find that balance to stay calm and execute. Now I had that even when I was, you know, there was a time when there was a boom. Mm. In in um, I can't remember what what year that was in WA. Uh, I feel like it was yeah I can't remember anyway. There was a boom and everybody probably boom. 2010 or something like that mining boom. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. I was working in the government at the time, and everybody was getting jobs. Mm -hmm. Everybody was getting jobs, right? Totally getting jobs from the government. Going boom. Boom, boom. And yeah. then I'm trying to get a job, right? I put in an application, get an interview, get into the interview, fail miserably. Mm. Now, during the boom, man, people that, you know, used to come and ask me to help them at work were going off and getting jobs in mining companies, mm. in all kinds of companies. And then mm. I go and get totally rejected. Mm. So it was only one day I felt like, look, they're going to give this. And I was listening to this guy called Jim Rowan, right? And mm. I was listening to Napoleon Hill at the time. And that's where I, I, get, I get this thoughts become things thing and the, the energy you put out and all this stuff. So yeah. here I am. I'm... Uh, I'm sitting there after being rejected for the third time at a mining company, right? Mm. And I'm like, I'm I'm taking stock of my interview, and I'm I was I was umming a lot, and I was thinking, um, and and it was me going in there thinking I can I can make things up on the fly. So mm. I re I realized that I wasn't ready. So I thought, look, they're going to give this job to someone. Now, what's the difference between me and that person? Right. And and being real with myself, I realized that I was not prepared for what they were asking me. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know what they <laughs> what they meant when they asked me the questions. And it just mm. it was a quick Google search for interview questions. And I saw the questions they were asking me in the interview. Every one of them asked me those questions. So then I did Oh really? Yeah. And then I would have been fine. So then I did interview questions and answers and there it came out so exactly what they want <laughs> i swear to god i saw the answers on the like on white papers online right then i went into you're like that's not what i said yeah that's absolutely <laughs> not what i said right and then uh, i yeah. went on to youtube and i saw all of the stuff that they were asking me and people coaching people how to do interviews, what to say, mm. how to say it, you know, ask how to ask questions in an interview. Man, mm. I swear to God, the next three interviews I got, I got all three jobs. Well, there you go. And that's, Thanks, Dr. That, Google. <laughs> yeah, it was just the, the, the slight difference, right? Mm. And doing the prep work. And then I went in there, I was fully confident, I wasn't scared. So I feel like even now, maybe the little bit of fear I have is that I, 
you know, if I get faced, if probably the luck, because I mess it up in the last three holes, right? Three or four holes of my mm. golf game. So mm. I feel like the fear that I have might be the fact that, okay, in these, if I hit it in the bush, I don't have the skills. I haven't practiced the skill of getting out of there and, and doing that. So now I get anxious to try and keep it not to go in the bush. Right? Keep it out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> and then guess where it goes? Water. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so I'm manifesting my issues, right? So this this is the thing. is that I'm manifesting the problem instead of just just going with the flow. Yeah. yeah. Just going with the flow. I already know. If I've done it for... Because it's 18 holes in a golf game. If I've done it for, for like 14 holes and done well... Mm. I need to be able to trust myself to do it in the last four. I think it's important that we clarify something here because I I feel fear is something that is designed to protect us, typically. Right? Um, so fear is that thing that tells us there is a threat, mm-hmm. which, which I think is a good thing because it then mobilizes you into action, um, whether that's running, you know, protecting yourself somehow but it it's a it's what your body's way of telling you there is something that you need to look out for and take care of so i think it's it's a necessary tool that we have what is problematic is when that fear um becomes irrational so when it gets to a point where now i'm starting to have a similar response from my body in the absence of any threat. Mm. So I'm not even in the car and I'm worried about the clutch. Yeah. Or I'm not even on a golf course and I'm worried about hitting a ball in the water. Yeah. That's, you know, that's when you, you need to start taking check in, t- in terms of what is going on here. Because here's what the problem is. No, I don't have it, those problems though. My my no, problems. No, I'm just, I'm just yeah, talking yeah, okay. in general now for yeah. other people. Who, okay. You know, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. True. Because what happens is when you have that fear response and the body mobilizes, what also happens is the body produces cortisol, and it's just a way of protecting, you know, the body. Um, and so when you have that happening, triggering in events where it's unnecessary to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You fill your body with this cortisol, which then produces all kinds of issues, all kinds of diabetes, all kinds of, you know, cancers, because the body is constantly on alert and it's constantly reacting as if there is a threat when there isn't one. Yeah. But that, that's when we, it becomes problematic. And those are the times when you need some of those kind of mindfulness skills, those abilities to emotionally regulate to be able to manage or tolerate your distress somehow. You know, those breathing techniques, um, grounding techniques where you can just come down, take a deep breath, have a think about what is actually going on. Is the feeling I have right now of fear um, in alignment with the situation? And if it isn't, take another breath, move on yeah 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 no fair enough and, and also that's... i think what you're talking about in terms of appreciating the moment for being on the golf mm. course and rather than worrying about where the ball is gonna go start to appreciate the here and now yeah feel yourself holding the club feel yourself looking at this ball feel the grass underneath your feet feel the wind blowing through. look at look around you at the beautiful nature around you and now now you're in the present you're in the moment you're not thinking about you know the 17th hole when you're at the second hole because you know that 17th hole where you messed up last time and that's where the water is um and in the meantime you miss out on all these opportunities to to just live and enjoy life yeah and that's you know it's it's a real thing it is a real thing because Dude, the, what I realize is at the end of the game, right, all of that is gone. And then I look back at myself and I laugh and I'm like, so <laughs> what was that all about? What was that all about? Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like, what was that for? 
the game is yeah. finished now and now mm. you've kind of confirmed to yourself your thoughts because you were doing mm. so well and then you st- obviously i still have a little thought in my head that i'm not good enough and then i mm. make myself not good enough to confirm my thoughts correct correct which is which is quite quite interesting so can i give you a, a sex version of that uh, uh, what <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I don't have those problems. I, I can be, (laughs) you know, I can be so concerned about the outcome, about the end, about getting diseases or getting the woman pregnant. Yeah, you were saying you could be so consumed. Mm. You could be so consumed by the outcome. So will I be able to satisfy her? Will I get sick? Will I get her pregnant? Yeah. And in the process, because you're so concerned about the end, you miss all the opportunity to just be with someone and just enjoy the process. Enjoy the process, the yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I think it's kind of, on a, on a subconscious level, it's, it's what's happening now. I'm not, I'm, I'm, more focused on enjoying the fact that I won than enjoying the game in the moment. Mm. Yeah. So I'm I'm feeling like the only time I'll enjoy myself is if I win, rather than yeah. than exactly. feeling like I'm enjoying mm. the being out, smelling the enjoy you know the fresh the air, the grass, feeling mm. how much of a of a you know. Just to be able to play and be out there, it's you know, it's a gift. Mm. So I gotta I gotta enjoy that more and then the winning be a consequence of Yeah. Yeah. A natural consequence of you enjoying something. Yeah. Rather yeah. than thinking if I win then I'll enjoy. That's the only way I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I gotta so, be you know, even even thinking about those international students, can you imagine if if you're here for, for a four-year course and all you're focused on is that PR at the end of the course, yeah. how much do you miss out on Oh, it's impossible Australia? for you to enjoy Australia in those four yeah. years. It'll just be a stressful time. And yeah. that's, that's kind of, you know, it, it can get like that sometimes, you know what I mean? And it, it's, it's almost like, and, and in the moments like, if I bring it back to sort of, because it like the analogies are just going back and forth. It's not me just wanting to talk about myself, mm. but I'm just going like back and forth between the golf game and reality and 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 life. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it's it's just a constant reference point yeah, for myself. It's a, it's a good analogy. Hmm. It's a good analogy, and it's a real situation. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's very real, mm. and I think, and that's the thing that the 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 listeners can can follow me on my journey. Right. Yeah, it's a little something that you, you can be able to watch. I once I play a tournament, I'll post the results so mm. that you know, you know we can have a a conversation around what happened. I'll be yeah. totally transparent, and I you know I can let them know exactly what happened, where and why. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, and I'll it, be curious. To, I'll be curious to know how much you enjoyed each moment. Yeah, exactly. Despite the outcome. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like. I feel like if I if I enjoy being out there, mm. I'll focus less yeah. on the prize, <laughs> and then yeah. I'll win more. Correct. And and correct. And, yeah, and I'll win Thanks. twice because I'll win yeah. the competition and I'll win just by being there and actually playing the or game and enjoying present. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. I'll enjoy it and win. Rather than oh. focusing on on the on the on the big prize, well, I yeah. guess you know that's probably the the best part that we <laughs> we could end today. Yeah, man. It's, um, we've come out with an outcome, I suppose, which is I think so. I think which so. is enjoying the moment and then you know waiting for that consequence. Mm. Being being present, being being in the here and now, enjoying yeah. each moment. Because there is so much to be grateful for if we just stop and smell the roses. Oh, for sure. Anyway, 
Episode 16, take us out. Episode 16 was amazing. Well, at least for me. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a blast. I've had a good time. And uh, I feel healed. So this was basically it. Thank you, everybody, for joining me uh, on my healing session. Uh, (laughs) It actually was for me. I feel like, okay, I'm making some breakthrough here and some headway. And I had to be vulnerable to to, to be able to achieve that. But um, yeah, thank you, Gome. Yeah, that was episode 16. Um, We'll be back for episode 17 next year. This one was... Um, done remotely because you know we're in different locations and uh, you know COVID so, restrictions yeah COVID restrictions all kinds of stuff so yeah it was a pleasure having pleasure having you listen to us and uh, we look forward to your feedback uh, catch you on the flip side peace peace